and welcome to Neither the Time Nor the Space, a podcast about Doctor Who. My name is Matt and I don't have David with me at the moment. Now, dear listener, let me ask you a question. Have you ever said something that has come back to haunt you? I have. I made the promise that if this year, as part of our Wheelie Big Quiz charity fundraiser, we made more money than last year, I would sit down and watch the entirety of the Doctor Who spin-off show class back-to-back in one sitting. Um, It's not even 7am as I record this. And I'm about to sit down and start this odyssey through class by watching episode one for Tonight We Might Die. And those of you that are long-term listeners might be thinking, but Matt, haven't you already watched episode one of class? Haven't you already recorded an extensive review? Yes, we have. Episode 133 of our show let me just check entitled education and elves available now to listen if you want a full extensive review of that episode Uh, my plan for this is to record my thoughts after each episode let you know how i'm feeling let you know what i make of class as We make a journey through the entire series. Um, I can't lie, I'm not really looking forward to this. But it's all in the name of a good cause as we continue to support Doctors Without Borders, also known as Medicine Sans Frontier. That was the whole purpose of the Wheelie Big Quiz this year. And I, I can't lie... I'll have drunk a pint of baked beans and watched the entirety of class whilst David seems to have got away scot-free. So, here we go. I'm about to press play, watch episode one. For tonight we might die. I will be back shortly with my thoughts. Right, well that's episode one done. I think I might be the only person on planet Earth that has seen the first episode of Class more than once. Um, It doesn't improve with the second viewing, I'll say that much. Um, I certainly don't have a newfound love for the show. But I didn't want to be too down on things, so I thought i would list one good thing from the episode and one bad thing from the episode so i don't think we mentioned it at the time that we did our review but i thought the cgi was excellent uh Karakinus, the shadowkin guy i thought whenever he was on screen the cgi was pretty good certainly in the introduction scene where you see him at the end of the corridor Yeah, I thought the CGI was actually pretty good. Actually better than some newer episodes of Doctor Who. In fact, I can't believe I didn't say the main positive. I forgot 
how much I miss Peter Capaldi. You don't know what you've got till it's gone. Um, if I had to pick a negative for the episode, I, I kind of blocked it out in my head, but I knew there was some significance to the scene with the corner shop. I remember thinking, I can't remember what it is, but something happens there. And I totally forgot it's the little old lady says that she found her husband fiddling with himself on the stairs. Doesn't make any sense. Um, the conversation certainly didn't lead into that revelation. So I, I don't know what they were going for with that. So, I don't know. I've got seven more episodes of this to go. Certainly going to be testing time. So that's episode one out of the way. I'm about to watch episode two, The Coach with the Dragon Tattoo. That really dates this episode, that title. You know, back when The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo was really, really popular a few years ago. So, I'm about to watch episode two, and I'll be back with you with my thoughts afterward. Okay, so that's episode two done. I didn't realise the title, The Coach with the Dragon Tattoo, was going to be so literal, and the plot was literally about the coach, and he had a dragon tattoo. Um, I'm, I'm really struggling with the character of Quill. Don't like her. But if I had to say a big positive for episode two, Dragons are canon now, I guess. That's pretty much the main takeaway I've got from that episode. It wasn't great. Episode one far better is the ranking so far. Um, being negative about that episode, the CGI is not as good as episode one. And they, they seem to have a really weird idea about how schools operate and how teachers behave as part of that operation. Teachers do not shower in the same changing rooms as students. That is grossly inappropriate. Okay, this coach should be brought up on a disciplinary hearing for that. Likewise, teachers do not discuss masturbation with students in lesson. Again, so grossly, grossly inappropriate. I don't think anyone working on this show has any idea how schools function and how teachers within them should act. Um, Ram gets covered in blood again. That's becoming a bit of a episodic trend. If I get to episode 8 and he has been covered in blood in every episode... I, I guess that's something. Um, really struggled with that episode. Really struggled with it. Even Ram's story about having a weird leg and struggling to come to terms with it and not wanting to be part of the Scooby gang. Just, no. Episode 2, no good. Episode 1, far better. Which leads me... 
into episode three. So next I will be watching Night Visiting. So fingers crossed for an improvement and I will be back with you with my thoughts afterwards. Right, so that's episode three taken care of. Um, miles better than episode two. Miles better than episode two. Um, obviously, the first episode featured the Doctor, so that gives that a leg up above any of the others. But yeah, I quite, quite enjoyed this one. In particular, I would say the opening scene that tells the tale of Tanya's father's passing. Best part of the episode. Excellent. Really, really like that opening. Unfortunately, as soon as the opening f finishes... Um, the theme song, I hate it already. Three episodes in. Oh, I've got five to go. I'm going to hear that five more times today. Really hate it. Really hate it. Um, in the very, very brief notes that I've made, I've put, class is too self-aware and not as clever or as funny as it thinks it is. There's a bit in this episode where... The, I think Miss Quill says something along the lines of, you know, is it teenage angst? And they say, oh, well, teenage angst is a pejorative term. Nobody speaks like that. Who's that joke for? No. Really, really fell on deaf ears for me. That. But um, another thing I noticed, every episode so far features a mention of all of time and space so they maintaining that link to Doctor Who and the Doctor Who universe by dropping that in so the next episode episode 4 if I get this out of the way I'm halfway through and looking at the clock I'm kind of just under three hours in um, I think the first episode was a little bit longer they're about 40 minutes each and I've taken a bit of time to record these messages as well as having a little cup of tea in between. Um, still a long way to go. Still a long way to go. So episode 4, co-owner of A Lonely Heart, coming up next. And I'll be back with my thoughts in a short while. And with that... I'm now halfway through class. Um, episode 4, co-owner of A Lonely Heart. I think that's the best episode so far. We're going from strength to strength, really. Um, I don't feel the episode itself had a great plot, but what I really liked was the development of ongoing story arcs. So we had... Charlie discussing the cabinet again, the massive development of Quill and the governors, and of course, what I thought April's plot thread in this episode was going to be her relationship with Ram. Turns out we get massive development with the Shadow King and Karakinus. You know, the episode ends with her jumping through that portal to their planet and I think I'm going to change my tune a bit. I'm quite excited to see where this goes. 
April, in the few episodes I've seen so far, has had more character development than Yaz in all of season 11 of Doctor Who. Um, am I a class fan now? I, I, other than episode 2, I think it's got better and better. My current episode rankings are episode 1, still number 1, because of the presence of the Doctor. But I'm going to go 4, then 3, then 2. This has got better and better as we've gone. So, now, halfway through, I'm going to have a little cup of tea before the next episode, which is called Bravish Heart. So, before long, I'll be back to tell you my thoughts on that. Right, so that's episode five done. Um, I feel like that was more like the second half of episode four. The two of them together make a full story. So, a few notes on that episode. I thought there was too much swearing. Um, I didn't like that she called Ram a dickhead. And I think later on, I can't remember the other instance, but yeah, definitely noticeable enough that I made a note of it. Um, I, I liked the resolution. The idea that April now leads the Shadowkin and used them to get rid of the petals rather than using the cabinet and I, I couldn't work out as I was watching I felt Quill was trying to get Charlie to use the cabinet to kind of corrupt him was that because of the initial civil war between their two groups and she wanted to eradicate the cabinet so it didn't have the souls of Charlie's Rodian race left. I'm still uncertain where I fall on that. Obviously, Quill's got that agenda against Charlie, and this newfound relationship she seemingly has with the governors to get rid of the the creature in her mind. Um, I I still couldn't quite fathom that. So I'm not gonna continue the trend of. Each episode being better than the last. I'm going to score this. With it being the second half of episode 4. I'm going to put episode 4 above it. Do, do I rank this higher than episode 3? I think I'm going to say yes. I'm going to go 4, 5, 3, 2. Which means now... God, there's still three episodes to go. I'm going to watch episode six, Detained. I'm not even sure what time it is. It can't be far off. Midday-ish, maybe slightly after. I'm going to have to check the clock before I watch this next episode. So, wish me luck. I'll be back with you and my thoughts afterwards. So that's episode 6 being and gone. And the biggest revelation I can give from episode 6 is I quite like the theme music now. It's kind of growing on me. 
you know, we go on and on and on and on and where you're going to be, where you're going to be. I, I can live with that now. I don't actually hate it anymore. Every time it's played, <laughs> I think I've liked it a little bit more to the point I had a little sing-along with this episode. Um, importantly, if you're listening to this and you are a teacher, never lock a kid in a classroom. It's against the law. Um, a little bit more swearing this episode. Still not certain how I feel about that. It feels a little bit like like in Torchwood where it was being edgy for edgy's sake. I don't know. I, I, I think if it didn't have the swearing in and maybe aimed itself at a slightly younger audience, we might have seen a bit more success for class. Um, I did like The Rock, The Meteor. As a plot device, it certainly helped develop some of the characters. We got to know a little bit more about everyone and their relationships with one another. I like the fact that it ends with the group kind of fractured. be interesting to see how they come back together to face whatever the next threat might be. And the ending, obviously, with Quill now no longer a slave. She's got the arm out of her brain. Um, I'm assuming that's going to be covered in the next episode, which is called The Metaphysical Engine, or What Quill Did. I'm assuming that's going to run parallel to this episode, and show us what happened, how she got that scar, and how the arm was removed from her. Um, so, I don't know, I think I'm on a bit of a high. There's less than two hours to go now. So, let's keep going with episode seven. And I'll be back with my thoughts in a short while. Seven down, one to go. Only the finale to get through now. Um, episode seven, ooh, not the best, not the best. So I was right, it focused primarily on Quill and Ames. Um, obviously trying to get the yarn out of Quill's head. Nice link and call back to the Zygon invasion, Zygon inversion from Doctor Who. The fact that Balon had disguised himself in the past uh, to hide out on Earth because the Zygons are a protected species on Earth. I thought that was quite a nice touch. Um, not a great deal really happened other than that, other than we've got the iron out of our head, we can start using guns again, and... The big revelation at the end is Quill is now seemingly pregnant. So it's going to be quite interesting to see the finale, see how we tie all this up. Um, I'm excited to see how that goes. To add this episode into my rankings, I'm going to place it maybe just above episode three. So I'm going to go episode 1, episode 4, 5, 6, 7, 3, 2. So hopefully we'll get something good from the finale. It is called, let me just check, The Lost. So I'll be back with my final thoughts on the final episode of Class soon. And just like that, Class is over. So, episode 8. I didn't realise Karakinus was going to come back. I thought he was in space prison forever. Um, 
So it was good that we kind of got a clear, I was going to say a clear resolution, but I suppose there's a little bit of a cliffhanger element there. Um, I thought whilst watching this episode, is it the case through every episode that the gay kiss between the two homosexual characters never takes place, that it always seems to be interrupted. But we do get some resolution to some of the other big plot points. So we see the Cabinet of Souls being used at long last. I liked that Charlie thought it was going to release all the different Rodians, but actually it sacrificed them. That gave his character, again, a little bit more development. Um, likewise, we saw Tanya develop into kind of Quill light. Um, Quill struggling with her pregnancy. So, I can't believe I'm saying this. If you'd have told me I was going to say this first thing this morning, I'd have called you a liar. But I'm a little bit sad that there isn't more. Um, the way this first series ends, I'd have been excited to see a series two, obviously, with what happens to April now trapped in Karakinus's body. The development we learn of the governors and their role, their benefactors. It's, it's the Weeping Angels, ladies and gentlemen. And I wonder if... I don't know whether Doctor Who would ever tie into it. I know that this alludes to Doctor Who every episode by mentioning time and space, but I wonder whether the arrival and that the relevance of that Weeping Angel sort of mural at the end of this episode, whether that would ever come into play. Um, I'd be interested to know, but sadly, I don't think we ever will. So, to place episode 8 in my final rankings, I'm going to go... The best episode is episode 1, then 4, then 5, then 6, then 8, then 7, then 3... Then two, and I'm I'm quite relieved. I went into this with a real sense of dread and terror. It wasn't that bad. I've got through it in one piece in one sitting. So I I would actually heartily recommend you all sit down and watch all of class back to back. Thank you for anyone who's donated to our Wheelie Big Quiz charity fundraiser this year. Uh, I know we've jested about having to do this but it was one of the rewards based on donations for that so all donations have been you know fondly received it all goes to a good cause again that's doctors without borders or medicine sans frontier our just giving page is still live you'll be able to find that through our socials certainly on twitter um, there will be a new episode out tomorrow. Sadly, I think in that episode I say I'm going to watch all of class in a few weeks' time. Like I say, this was a unforeseen day off that I got. Um, and thank you for listening. I feel like I can do David's little spiel at the end. Thank you, dear listener. And as always, bye now.
Thank you for listening to Neither the Time Nor the Space. If you wish to contact us, our email address is timenorspacepod at gmail.com and on Twitter we are at timenorspacepod. And thank you to Alexander Urban for his smashing arrangement of the Doctor Who theme.